0: Hi everyone. Welcome to You Belong Here. I'm your host, Beth Ruffin. And if you've ever struggled with understanding your place in the world, I'm so glad you're here. I'm your guide for getting unstuck and showing up for yourself. Each week, we'll discuss actionable steps you can take to insist on yourself, ignite yourself to action, and create meaningful impact in your life. If you're ready for a life changing transformation, grab a notebook and a pen and get ready. And in case no one has told you today, you belong here. Welcome to this week's show. I am super duper 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 excited about this week's guest, who is not only a colleague, but a dear friend and sister, Penda James. We've known each other probably 15 years at this point, maybe longer. And I'm really excited for you to hear from her. So Penda, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Penda, can you talk to the folks and give them a little bit about you? What do you do? Who do you serve? How do you help?
1: Well, hey, everybody. I am Penda L. James. I am a scribe coach. My personal mission is to help people clarify their vision and tell their story authentically. I believe that scribes need to record history. And so many people have passed on without inscribing their bounce back stories. And that is why I exist in business with inscribed inspiration.
0: And I love that because oftentimes we may think that our story doesn't need telling, right? Like who cares about my story? Who wants to hear from me? But yeah. why is that a wrong assumption?
1: I think that comes from with a level of, of lack of confidence in our purpose and in the depth of who we are as people. And we believe that what is being thought about us or written about us is not necessary. Because we don't believe in how great we are.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, we don't believe in our greatness. And we all have greatness inside of us. Is that a true statement?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I think that's one of my gifts is that helping others see the gifts and the greatness that is inside of them. Mm -hmm. Helping to pull that out. You know, it's so much easier to see in someone else than to see in yourself. I agree. And I can
1: attest to what you're saying because you have coached me and some of the things, your insight into how I was looking at myself and how I didn't always show up in the world because I didn't think I belonged is true. And even though it's easy for me to pull it out of other people, I think surrounding ourselves with others who pull greatness out of us is
0: important. Absolutely. So I want to dive in because you just said something really important is that you didn't feel like you belonged. In context, at
1: the time when I didn't feel like I belonged, it was because I was in a position of leadership in a church where the majority of the church members didn't see me as the label that was put on me. And I didn't fit the standard that they had created for the person in that role, but I am the standard of who God created me in that role, and so trying to balance all these other people's opinions of me made me feel like I didn't belong, which was not my truth. It was that our vision of leadership didn't match, and we didn't take the time to really get to know each other to unpack that vision.
0: And what you said is the foundation of self-inclusion, right? Because oftentimes we are waiting around for others to include us instead of fostering belonging for ourselves. And that's that's really the basis of self-inclusion. So I want to hear from you, you know, we have the three components that we talk about. First is insist, So I want to hear from you. How do people insist on their own belonging?
1: Okay. I took notes so that I could be prepared for this question. There are four ways that I kind of considered when I was really ruminating on this question. How do you insist on your own success? First, you have to clarify and have clarity about what success measurements are for you. When you do that, part of how you get that clarity is by writing it down. It's by listening to the people in your life. It's by thinking about when you felt like you were your best self operating in your zone of genius. Secondly, you have to set boundaries and stay focused. So if you're working on a project, you set the boundary. Okay, I'm working from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not doing anything. You're setting boundaries so that you can be in that moment, which leads me to the third one, which is get into the bubble. And being in the bubble is that 8 to 10, I'm only compartmentalizing and I'm doing what I said I'm doing for this particular moment. And you're working with intention. And the last way to insist on your own success is really to give it to God. When you get into the place where you are understanding who God created you to be, and that you do have purpose, you do have greatness in you, you are worthy, you do belong here, then there's nothing that no one can say, believe, do, or think about you that will prevent you from walking in the authority of the success that you are guaranteed because God said. Amen. It doesn't mean it's not going to come without work. You still have to put in the work to get there. But those are the four ways I thought. I love that. And really
0: that last point, give it to God, right? That is so much in itself because the fact that you are here as a person Mm -hmm. means that you have a mission, that you have a purpose, that there is something that you are to do on this earth. And it means that you are worthy of belonging, of love, right? Belonging of that place that you have. But I love the intentionality of what you've said around insist. And that's with a lot of this work. You're not going to accidentally just start to feel like you belong. You have to put some work into it. And it's both mindset as well as work. So I love what you're saying about what does success mean to you? Mm -hmm. Because my success is going to look different from yours and different from Joe next door. Right. Yeah. And then setting boundaries. Can you talk to us a little more about that? What are some boundaries that people could set for themselves?
1: Well, one of the ways we discussed is setting time to work on what's important to you. And in that time period, no one can call you, no one can sit in your office and make you laugh for 50 minutes to make you lose the time. You are intentional about your time budget. Yeah. setting your boundaries. Mm -hmm. I have a a, a, just a quick thought about that. I have a friend that I knew years ago. I haven't talked to her, but we're really, really close. So when I talk to her, it's like no time has passed. If I call her at 10 o'clock, she's not going to answer the phone. Because as long as I've known her, she goes into prayer from 10 to 11 every single day. No breaks. It's a boundary and people know, oh, you can't call her at 10 because she's about to go into prayer. Yeah. If people should know what your standards are, when you set a boundary, you draw a clear line around a situation or circumstance, which also has consequences. The consequence is if I call her at 10, she's not going to
0: answer me. That's right. And the work is you have to first determine what are those boundaries for yourself. They're able to communicate them. So as an entrepreneur, one of the boundaries I put on was that I'm not going to take calls on Fridays. Oh, so I do catch up work, but Fridays are really my day. My daughter's at school. I'm not having to jump on calls for work. And it's really a day for Beth. It's important. Absolutely. All right. So the next step is igniting yourself to action. So talk to us about that. Okay.
1: In order to ignite yourself to action, one of the first things that you want to do is review your vision often. So you started by insisting on your own success by writing down your vision and defining what success measurements are for you. Secondly, I call this your unpluckable faith community. So you want to build a village of people around you who believe in you, believe in your goals, believe in your dreams. And can support you in taking the action steps that need to get accomplished to help you get there. That helps to light a fire under you when you're consistently around people who are telling you, girl, you got this. Come on, man, let's run to the finish line. And they also tell you when something isn't going to work or when you're too zealous about something. So you have that balance as well. And you also ignite yourself to action by speaking life because your tongue has power. An example that I want to give about that is I follow a young guy on TikTok. I just got onto TikTok, so I don't know how it works or anything, but I follow a young guy who just started a restaurant and he's trying to get the attention of a social media influencer to try his food. And his hashtag, he put, Hashtag struggling business owner. I don't know this young guy. He's 19. I inbox him and I say, can you please change one of your hashtags from struggling business owner to growing Yes.
0: Business. Yes. Seek
1: life. That way it changes your perspective and it doesn't force how you feel about something.
0: Absolutely. Your brain believes what you tell it. Yes. So the more that you say struggling, 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 then your brain is like, okay, well, we're just struggling now. Right. <laughs> so I love that example. And do you know, did he go in and change? it? I'm Amazing. 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 I love that. So let's talk about what you, for ignite reviewing your vision often. This is a good one because in the beginning of the year or the end of the year, we'll have these vision board parties and we'll do visions, but Then do we go back to it? And so for you all listening, you can't see this, but I see that Penda has her vision board behind her. And I have mine hanging up in the office as well where I can see it and look at it every day. And that's a way that you can make sure, am I still on track? Does this need to be updated or just inspiring yourself with what is there? And then I think it's interesting that you talk about building a village because when I think of Ignite, I always think of matches. Yeah. How if you have one match that's lit and there are other matches around it, that eventually the fire will spread among all of them. And so it's so perfect that make sure you have people who can help you ignite your match on those days when you don't feel worthy, on those days when you don't feel like you belong. Make sure that you have those people who can ignite you and vice versa, mm-hmm. that you can be igniting as well. So then our final step is impact and making sure that you make an impact in every room that you walk into. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, I am a squad
1: coach and I'm always going to encourage people to write down their story. And one way that you can make an impact is to write your bounce back story down. The rite of passage moments, the moments that changed your life Write them down. If you don't feel like you're a writer, make a recording, take a picture, just do whatever it takes to inscribe your story for someone else to learn from you or to gather tools from you because what you went through is designed to help someone else. Secondly, you can be a mentor. In mentorship, you can. Support someone else who is trying to get to the level that you have achieved, giving them tips and tools and sharing resources with them. And mentorship can be a temporary thing or it can be for a lifetime. Also, this is something I want to share in memory of my parents is to love deeply and find the strengths in others. You can make an impact if you love deeply. And find the strengths in others. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? How does that show up? When you meet someone and you see that they are feeling down or their head is down, there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I like your blouse or man, your shoes are really nice. And they look down they look at themselves and realize that they're not feeling well. They're not showing up. But you found something in them that made them smile. I used to have a guy when I was in college, I worked at a college for a summer and it was a summer camp. And I met this guy, I was walking and he said, excuse me, you dropped something. And I was looking all around, like what I dropped. He's like, you dropped your smile. You better pick it up before somebody (laughs) steps on it. And that made me laugh so hard. And then I used to do that to people just to make them smile. So you find the strengths in others. And then the people who are in your life that you already love, love them deeply. Love them with intention. Love them unconditionally. Love them through the darkness and through the hard times. Love them when they're trying to be successful, when they're failing, when they're trying to be ignited. Just love deeply. And that will impact people. You'll leave your fingerprint on people wherever you go because of your love and because you can find the strengths.
0: Yes, that's beautiful. See, can't y'all tell she's a writer, poet, because <laughs> she just is beautiful. I want to talk about one thing you said with write your bounce back story. Love mm. that. So I've written my bounce back story. You've actually helped me. That's my book, Get Up. And yeah. Tenda helped me edit and right through that, and it was a twenty-year, and it was like a ten-year process. To yeah, write, right. Because there were some pieces of the story that I did not want to tell. I knew that they were important to tell, but I didn't want to tell. Them. But there's a quote by Cheryl Wood that I love, and it says, "Your story is about you, but not for you." Mm-hmm. And going back to what we were talking earlier about telling your story, that you may never know how it's going to impact someone. I wrote my first book, Get Up. Well, we published it. I think it was 2018 or 2019. And I just two weeks ago received an inbox from someone who made a major life change in their life based on reading that book. Wow. And I had a moment because I couldn't believe that it had made that much of an impact, but What if I never wrote that book? What if that person never received that inspiration to make a change in their own life? We're fortunate when we hear about the impact we make, but a lot of times we'll never know. I love what you say about love deeply, find the strength that you may never know how you touch someone, but that doesn't mean that you're not impacting them.
1: And I think to your point, Beth, I think it is also important to make an impact for us to tell people when they make an impact on us. In church, I did hear sometimes people with spiritual gifts, they'll share their gifts or, you know, maybe it's a song or someone will get a word of wisdom. And if no one ever comes back to them to say, you know what? That was really powerful. What you did and that song really touched me. They are not always confirmed personally. So sometimes people need words of affirmation and sometimes people need that confirmation that God is using them too. That's right. right. So we can make an impact both ways. I'm so grateful that that person did come back and tell you that you made an impact because they changed their life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's and powerful. It is powerful and it helps push you to keep going to say, I do belong here. Yes, This is so good. I love it. So again, just to recap what you've talked about, you've talked about telling your story authentically by clarifying your boundaries and setting those boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Giving, Giving it to God, being intentional, making sure that you're not only writing your vision, but reviewing it, having a village behind you who believes in you, speaking life to yourself, changing the hashtags, making sure that you are scribing and keeping track of your story. And then how are you using your story to help others, whether it's through mentorship or just through personal love and strength into others? Yes. Such great advice. Penda, tell us where can people find you if they want to know more, connect with you, give us all the details.
1: I would love to connect with you. You can find me on my website inscribedinspiration.com or com. i am on instagram at penscribed i'm back on facebook <laughs> so you can find me there at scribe coach and i'm just all over tell me what you're writing tell me how you are bouncing back because i love to hear those get up stories
0: Absolutely. And if you need help writing your story, Penda's trying to be very, like, humble here. But I will tell you, if there is a story that you need to write and you've been struggling with it and you need some help getting that out, Penda's the person that you want to contact for that. I'm here if you need it. Let's go. Write these stories down. That's right. Awesome. Penda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you and see your face. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thank
1: you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you. You belong here with Beth Ruffin as a production of the Everyday Inclusionist and can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, share, and leave a review. Check out the show notes for this week's journal page. And if you have a question you'd like me to address, send an email to info at Thank you.